Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One of the things that you said that I think is really important for uh, somebody listening is a mother out there. And what I caught was you gave yourself permission to like, like let go of the concept of balance. I tell people all the time, because people get upset with me because they're like, you're so tunnel vision and you're so focused and you act like you can't multitask. No, multitasking doesn't exist. Come on, God. It's not real. Like, there's research on this. Multitasking isn't real, okay? Really, what, what people call multitasking is your brain having to switch back and forth between tasks. Yes. You're not really doing both at the same time. You're, you're putting your brain in a, a blender, really. So you basically said, listen, this this whole balancing act, this um, role, this thing that I'm supposed to do as a mother and a black woman running a business, seven-figure business, this is not sustainable. I'm going to release myself and give myself permission to design life in a way that works for me, my business, and my baby, right? Mm -hmm. So talk about what that... Like in that moment, after your daughter said that to you, what clicked and then what were those steps? Because now I want you to start talking about how you put the systems and the, and the structure in place for your personal life and your business. Because I know there's somebody's daughter out there, somebody's mama that has got, she, she got tears in her eyes and she want to take notes. So Well, that's a good start that she's taking notes because that's one of the steps is okay. making sure you're documenting. So in, in that moment, on that day, um, after she said it, I had to, mm-hmm. oh, oh my God, it was heartbreaking for me, but she's just sitting there with the bright eyes because she's the nicest kid. Like, I'm waiting on an actual answer, though. And I'm like, no, you're the most important person in the whole world. And I was like, I, I shut my laptop. I turned my phone off for the first time since 2007. I'm not talking about letting my phone die. I'm talking about powering the phone off and I was like let's go to the zoo and I have a picture and I love it and we went to the zoo and we walked around and all she kept saying was look mommy you can hold both my hands because I didn't have a phone in my hand Mm. and I'm like Jesus how long has she been feeling like this because you're only five four or five years old and you're still speaking in first person like I'm overwhelmed by how much you've realized and recognized that I'm not doing a good job at being present for you we get back to the house. I put her in a bather, put her in a bed, give her all the hugs and loves and go into the kitchen. And I howled like on my knees, broken up with my hands over my like begging God to tell me what to do and give me direction. I heard one word. Um, it was hypocrite. And so I could see it. You know, the old school Bibles, uh, Jesus words were being read. Right. Mm-hmm. So I could see it clear as day. Because the things that people pay me millions of dollars to do, I was not doing for myself. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I need to put systems in my in place for me. 
because for as much as I force everybody and create the documentation and the SOPs and the workflows and the org, org chart and all the documentation that you need to be able to hire people, I had not done that for myself at all. Only everybody else's business. I'd never written my own SOPs. They're all in my head. I'm telling you to get it out of your head, but I hadn't gotten it out of mine. And so because nobody can do it like me, nobody can balance the fact that I run a whole entire separate government contracting company in addition to the one that people see public facing is Entrepreneur Life Global. Nobody can do both of those. So my prayer was give me the guidance to be able to make the right decision on what to focus on and what I need to be able to delegate. Allow me to do what I do for everybody else for myself. And the next morning I got up and I started writing out every single process that was in my head. It took me almost six months mm. to get everything out. Cause you got to think these are two totally separate businesses. They have different policies. They have different procedures. They have different workflows. They have different employees. They have different team members. They have a different culture. My culture over here at Entrepreneur Life Global is we love God, veterans, women, minorities for the government. How do we make as much money as we possibly can and have a great reputation so that way I can funnel this money back into the black community, right? Two different cultures. So I have to be able to switch my mind off to go between both of these and how I'm serving. And now you want me to train somebody? You want me to do the same thing that I tell everybody else to do? <laughs> Absolutely not. So it took me about six months to get all of the stuff out of my head. I didn't take on any new clients. I didn't do anybody else's business stuff. I closed and finished out everybody's projects that I was working on. Head down every day, documenting. My daughter come home, phone is down. I'm looking you in your eyes because I now recognize the moments where you would come over and accidentally close my laptop or that you would try and do this from over the top of my laptop because I had and, three of them at the time, three laptops and a screen. So I'm working like this. So she would come in and she'd bring her chair in and she would read her books right in front of me. And I'm like, gosh, you got to be quiet. This is just you trying to get attention because mommy's not giving it to you. And I feel like you're getting it because you're in the same house as me. Right. So on that, after I finished writing everything, I was like, OK, who do I need to delegate this to? Who could be responsible enough for this? Now, I'm making good money, so now I can afford to hire it, which I know most people are not. So we're going to start. We can get to that next. Mm -hmm. So um, I wrote out all the roles that I knew that I needed. And I matched them. I matched them with the tasks that needed to be done. Then I looked at what had to be done by me versus what could be done by somebody else. Then I extracted all of the tasks that I was doing that wasn't generating income or creating impact in my community. I removed those and ditched them. And then I just focused on the ones that I had to. That's why I just started doing all the full systems development. Mm. So that way, by the time I hired my team, I already had all the processes written out and documented. Now I could properly train you. I trained Stephanie for three years before she ever said one word on the phone. She'd been with me for five. So when people are like, three years. Yeah, never said one word. She did all the notes. She did all the documentation on the back end. You know, we have more people on the team besides that, but she would manage the projects and those that were doing actually writing SOPs. But she didn't get on the calls like that. Saying anything? Absolutely not. Third year, I was like, what are you trying to do? She was like, I want to do strategy. Bet. Let's go do it. So me being able to take the time to train, making sure I had to be able to pay somebody to be able to do it, all of this came because I stopped what I was doing and actually wrote it out and then determine what didn't have to be me. That's not, that's not my calling. My calling isn't to write SOPs. My calling is to make sure that people that look like me actually can rest and give their brain a break. For people that look like me that have had, whether it's trauma in their life, which totally PTSD is already over the top when it comes to people that look like us, right? Yep. 
because I know you've had this trauma, because I know your grandma told you not to write down these recipes, because I, t- I know that your mama told you we don't tell our business out here in these streets, because I know that your uncles told you not to say anything, because I know all of these things, I know you're not documenting this while you're in the middle of being, running a business that you will never be able to pass down to your kids. How can I create and help you get to where you need to be if I can't do that for myself? And all of that started with getting it out of my head documenting it and saying, this is what I'm responsible for. This is what God called me to do. This is why Connie does the CEO calls when I get to talk to the owners of the company. Cause I don't need to talk with the admin to pull the information from her. I need to talk to you because you're the one that's ready to jump off a bridge because you're the one that's leading the people. So on my job description, I'm responsible for that. Cause that is what I'm called to do. I'm called to focus on the mental health side of the CEOs while my company is able to focus on creating operational systems for our creative entrepreneurs. Mm. That's so it sounds like it came out of necessity. You, you kind of like scratched your own itch. Yeah. Right. But you you gave yourself permission to do this. I heard like, yeah, there's a couple because there's some taboo stuff. It's one. You, you, you got to multitask to. It's OK for you to have a a, a housekeeper. Oh, child. It's OK for you to have a chef. It's OK yes. for you to let somebody else do those things. It's OK. One of the biggest things that I see and and. To be quite honest, me and my sister were having this conversation. Um, you know, my mother having to manage so much and do so much. The one thing about all of her children, we all struggle with receiving. Allowing ourselves to receive things. We will give and give and give and give and pour out of the cup till it ain't nothing there. But if it takes for us to receive something, tragic, we can't do it. And so these systems allow us to get out of our own way, frees us up because one, it's not about you. The, the infrastructure is in place so this thing can run so we can go serve who we need to serve. But also, like you said, we can pass this thing down. We can participate in our children's lives. We can have a healthy, right? So like the whole self-care thing, like people, I mean, I laugh, I mean, cause I know, <laughs> but Connie be uh, in a robe on a beach with some champagne, just go. chilling. Doom, doom, doom. I'm and people are like, how? Because I have systems in you place. put systems in place to give you the freedom to do whatever it is that you want. Exactly. But it started with you giving yourself permission to do so. Yep. And, and, and giving myself permission as a black woman who grew up hearing your hands not broke. Right? No, you go clean the kitchen. Oh, why would I pay somebody to go and do it? And I'm going to be quick. If I if my housekeepers, they come every other week, sometimes every week. I pay them $150. They take six hours to clean the house. Sometimes it's two, sometimes it's four of them. But I have a basement. It's a 3,500-square-foot house. Basement, middle level, four rooms. And I am a five-year-old when it comes to laundry and clothes and stuff, forgetting everything <laughs> everywhere. I'm totally five. So if it takes, let's say three, because it's either two or four. Let's say it takes three people six hours to clean this entire house after I've destroyed it over two weeks. How long do you think it would take me to do that? So let's just say in those six hours, let's just pretend like I make $100 an hour, which I make more than that clearly. But let's just pretend I made $100 an hour. 100 times six is $600. So I could either work for six hours and make $600, or I could pay a team of three women to come in and clean my entire house for six hours, 150 bucks. I'm losing $450 by cleaning my house. Mm, Come on, God. That's a paradigm shift right there. Yeah. So, so, and that is the permission. 
because we're told, you know, this is what women do. These are your roles. You cook, you clean, you whatever, whatever. So, I, hey, you, you got two choices. You either want me to go in here and go do this and, and wash these dishes and these baseboards, or you want me to hop on this call and take this $50,000 client, and then that's going to go towards our children's future. That's going to go towards our vacations. That's going to go towards putting a pool in the backyard. That's going to go to your new golf clubs. You see what I'm saying? Yo, what's goody fam? Listen, I know, I know. I'm going to let you get back to the episode, but I wanted to take a minute to let you know about the Human Behavior Mastery course. Yes, we have a course that we put together for coaches, consultants, corporate leaders, and entrepreneurs. I know you're listening to the pod and it's all of this numbers and the, the adaptive and the natural, the D, the I, the attributes. We put together a comprehensive course to walk you through exactly how to understand each one of the personality types, each one of the values, and we're going to show you exactly how to get the most out of each type what things you need to avoid, what environments to put you in, and what pieces to put around you to be successful. So if you're looking at taking your business, your life, or your relationship to the next level, make sure you go check out the Human Behavior Mastery course. Back to the episode. What's the reason behind procrastination and perfectionism? Right? So essentially, why am I always putting things off? So one Procrastination, uh, at least for the sake of this conversation, procrastination is a self-defeating behavior that gives us short-term benefit with long-term cost, right? It is a behavioral pattern that we do for different reasons. But studies show that procrastination is actually a chronic issue in about 20 to 25% of adults, right? So it's something that a lot of people are dealing with. Um, and again, awareness breeds choice, right? So if we don't know why we're procrastinating, then we can't do anything to fix it. So Joe, listen, procrastination can happen for a number of reasons. One, you know, sometimes people uh, feel bored or they're not interested in, you know, whatever's going on. Um, People have a lack of belief in themselves and their abilities. Sometimes people get distracted. Other people uh, are going through a great amount of stress, right? Those are overlaying issues as to why people procrastinate. And, you know, we always talk about the assessment. So I'm going to really walk through exactly why each one of the types may be going through or struggling with procrastination and what they can do to overcome it. So procrastination is actually linked to a lot of mental health issues, a lot of stress, a lot of burnout, um, depression, ADHD even. And it comes from this idea of um, I'm going to put something off, right? And then that putting something off I get to go do something else. I get to breathe. I get to release whatever tension is in my body. But you end up paying for it, right? And the more time that you let go by, the problem just multiplies. It, it compounds over time. And we start to build this habit of putting things off, even super simple tasks. We put, we put it off and say we're going to get to it later, and most times we never do. Or by the time we get to it, we don't have the energy or the enthusiasm to actually do it the way that we want to do it. You know, procrastination is, again, something that feels good in the moment, but it really it really costs us on the back end. 
and um, you know, dealing with mental health issues, mental health awareness month. It's something that we all need to be mindful of. One, because it's very easy for us to look at what somebody else is doing and not really take the time to look at the reason why they're doing it. It's easy for us to do that or be very critical of ourselves in the same way. But if we can shorten the gap between decision-making, between execution, then at one, it builds capacity, it builds confidence because... We're getting reps in, and confidence really just is a reflection of us doing things over and over and getting more familiar and comfortable with them, right? But well, we can get distracted from social media, from all of the advertisements and the noise in the world, or just emotional stress, mental fatigue. All of these things contribute to us procrastinating, but understanding why we do it, right? Having you know, if you took the assessment and you have an understanding of who you are and you know and you take time to take inventory of your lived experiences and some of the things that have gone on, some of the reasons why you do what you do, it equips you with the ability to course correct. It equips you with the ability to put yourself in an environment where people will care for you or you have accountability where it'll get you back on track if you start to procrastinate. But if you want to establish uh, a consistent, uh, quick decision-making process or habit, then you're going to have to create a deadline. You're going to have to get a to-do list. You're going to have to, you know, you could be, you could be afraid, but you got to have courage, right? You got to really look at it from the perspective of this decision isn't permanent, right? Everything expires. So the impact of this decision will fizzle out eventually. And if I make a decision and it doesn't work, then I can just make another decision. And then if that doesn't work, I can make another decision. There isn't permanence to decisions. And I think that understanding that piece in and of itself can help free us from some of the negative self-talk or some of the stress and anxiety around making decisions or pursuing things. Um, so many people would be so would be much further along if they just had structure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting here listening to you like. You know what's crazy, bro? I score really high as a D and as a C. Yeah. So we, I would call that person an implementer. Yeah. Right? So an uh, implementer. And, re and really those <laughs> people who have high Ds and high Cs, they get a bad rap as being like a jerk because you really just like, I want to make sure these things get done. Yeah. Right? And C's actually look and behave a lot like these. Like people confuse the two. Mm -hmm. But here's the difference. One, a D cares about getting it done by any means. A C cares about getting it done right. Wow. Wow. The D is worried about the problem. They care about, like, they go through the sequence. Like, the sequence of a D is, okay, what's the situation? What's the problem? What's the process? And then who are the people involved? Mm. A C is going, well, what's the situation? What's the process? What's the problem? And then who are the people? A C is only going to be cautious until they get the information that they need. 
So they will ask you all of the questions. And once they get all the information and they feel like they know what they need to know, they operate just like a D. Wow. So if you're a person who has a high C, there's a there's a bit of angst like, hold on, let me. But once you answer your questions and you feel like you got it, can't nobody tell you nothing. It's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm good. So you're just going to break me down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's a, that is that is a prime time elite executor because you're focused on challenges and problems. Yeah. Right? So a person who's purely a D, like myself. So I'm, oh, this is perfect. Okay. So I'm a 99 D. I am very assertive and very quick to engage with a problem. If I see a problem, I don't run away from it. I engage it. Yeah. I want to solve the problem. But I have a low C. So I'm not a person who's necessarily going about it in a structured way. I don't mind coloring outside the lines and being creative and going against the status quo. Yeah. I just want to make sure that it gets done. I don't care how it looks. It, ain't, it might not look pretty, but a person who has a high C cares about it being a particular way. Mm. There is a right and a wrong way to do this. Yeah. And I want to do it in a very thorough, organized manner. So when you have somebody who anticipates and engages with problems and is also doing it very meticulously and thorough, like when you shoot, you don't miss. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But I think that this is where, and y'all know I'm big on, let's use our differences to make a difference, right? Mm -hmm. And this is this is where having understanding, like let's have a paperwork party. Everybody bring your assessment. Let's learn about each other so that we can figure out how to best work with each other. Yeah. Because once I know, I'm not going to say, you know, Mark is asking so many questions or why he keep correcting me or he just, he's redirecting everything and he, I'm, no, I go, oh, I understand. He needs to get the information so that if he feels comfortable enough to proceed. Yeah. And honestly, me being a person who don't have too much, see, it's it's helpful to me because I'm going to, I am a person who learns by doing, so I learn through iteration. Wow. For certain things, you don't have the luxury of iteration. You get one shot to do it. Mm. You get one time to do it. So you need to make sure that it's, it's correct. Other times when it's urgent, and you want to ask all the questions? I'm gonna go, bro. Hey, listen, we don't got we don't got time for that. Let me just take care of this for you. Yeah, but we understand. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And the balance and the rapport. With that understanding, though, there's grace and mercy given to each other. Right? When you're a person, and, and being a person who's a high D and a high C, you are solely task-oriented. Right? It's not, and again, Everybody's assessment, everybody, it's as unique as a fingerprint. Everybody has a little bit of everything, but to varying degrees. But you being dominant in both of those areas, people are going to receive you as more of a doer, more focused on getting the stuff done, and being relational as an afterthought. 
And so when the perception is that way, not about facts anymore. It's about how people feel. Yeah. The majority of people are relational. There are ver- there are fewer people who are actually fact and task oriented. Yeah. So when you know that you're in the minority, the, most of the world don't think the way you do or function the way that you do. And you have to understand that going into things. Yeah. So when I was young, bro, you know, you remember Ritalin? Yeah. Like that was the medicine they gave they kids with ADD. Day, yeah. Right. So I was supposed to get a Ritalin at 8 o'clock before school start and then one at lunch. Bro, I was so off the chain. Bro, teachers were giving me Ritalin every hour. Every period. I realize now that That's was illegal, illegal bro. Yeah, but at the time, but back in the day, and yeah, when yeah, I would say something, right. like, hey, am I supposed to have, shut up or open your mouth? Bro, they mm. was trying to contain the greatness that was inside me. Mm. And I didn't know. I was just off the chain. I was just wired that way. So now I'm just like, okay, now I have to be, bro, that's why I'm so disciplined. Bro, that's why I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do alcohol. If you come to my crib, I'll make my wife a cocktail. I think I'm like a little makeshift bartender. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to have a sip just because I know what I once was. You know, it was years, 10 years when I was an alcoholic, you know what I'm saying? Functioning, still getting it done, but hitting the bottle. And so now I was like, I can't even touch it because I know what I once was. And so as disciplined as I am, I put those parameters in place because I'm winning now mm. and I want to keep winning. And mm. I'll never take for granted where I've come from. And I realize it's possible for me to go back. There are people that have a rise and a fall. I want to keep rising. I want to keep, keep ascending. You know what I'm saying? And then not because I got so many people on our staff, across our companies and nonprofits, foundations in South Africa, but I go to sleep early so I can wake up early, seek the face of God, like give me my assignment because I'm running three different companies. We making millions of dollars. I got 20 people on payroll. I got a nonprofit here in the States and in South Africa. I need wisdom and discernment on how to move and operate. Mm. So as much as I want to kind of flow and freestyle, I'm not nice like that, bro. I need those parameters in place. Mm. So that's the reality. As nice as people think I am, it's like I need the little bumpers when you go bowling. I need the discipline that's like them bumpers right. to make sure that ball, as strong as it is, as heavy as it is, as smooth and shiny and round as it is, it can still hit the gutters. So discipline for me are those, are those bumpers that's in place to make sure that ball stays where it needs to stay so we can hit them pins. Absolutely. So so for the folks who 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 follow when I'm when I'm talking about the assessment and stuff like that. Y'all, y'all heard me talk about being able to process so much information, and y'all, y'all heard me talk about not necessarily liking structure, but knowing that I need it. Jeremy's one of those people that I met, and when we went through the assessment, one realized that you got triple mastery. So we, so we mm-hmm. both got the triple mastery in that Jeremy's brain processes so much. Right. Mm. So it's not a surprise to me when you said they were saying I got ADHD. Right. Mm -hmm. Your brain is processing what's going on with people, uh, what's happening right now, what could happen around the corner Mm -hmm. simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Right. But you also are um, you move with a sense of urgency and rigor. And so what it does is having having a structure keeps you focused, mm-hmm. right? Keeps you laser focused mm-hmm. and locked in so that that energy um, isn't wasted and it's effective. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the things where like, ah, mm-hmm. I remember you be like, oh no, I, I, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. How do I get other people to under to understand right. this, right. right? Because a lot of what seems like a curse or what people criticize about mm-hmm. us is really a blessing. Mm-hmm. We just don't have the right level Right. Of awareness about right. it. 
what do you think is the first step for somebody that might be watching us or listening to us that may be going through life is life and like what do you think is the first step to getting on the track to living a next level life or having a next level mindset you know what you know that you know the classic phrase right um being sick and tired of being sick and tired i think the first thing they got to do is ask themselves what kind of life they want to live Mm. This is like before you even start making changes and say you're still going to start waking up at four o'clock, whatever. What kind of life do you want to live? And then it's like, OK, what kind of person do I have to be to experience this life? Because this world ain't going to give you what you deserve, but this world going to get you what you work for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So people see my lifestyle. They see the crib. They see the pool. They see how I travel. And they like, yo, I want that. Like, don't desire this. This is the outcome. Desire the work ethic. Desire the sacrifice, desire the discipline, desire the sleepless nights, desire the perseverance, because that's what gave birth to all these things that you coveting. You know what I'm saying? So you need to cover my grind, cover my grit, cover my laser sharp focus. So that's what I tell people. So if somebody's ever like, man, I want that. How do I get to the next level? Okay, what do you really want out of life? And now what are you willing to do? Because it comes with sacrifices, bro. Because my biggest concern is that people will just kind of go willy nilly throughout life. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, whatever comes my way, how you doing? Oh, I'm just holding on, man. Miss me with that. I'm just holding on. Like, miss me with whatever life throws your way. You know Mm. what I'm saying? Like, we know it. Things ain't happening to us. They're happening for us. So even when situations ain't working out, well, if you lean in, you actually going to get stronger from it. I tell people all the time, bro, the most successful people in the world aren't the most gifted, smartest, or the most talented. They are those who are the most disciplined. Here's here's your blind spot, according to systems judgment. You see it's your lowest, 6.7. Your blind spot is being able to see the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And I saw it when we started talking about like what we're what we're doing with uh, the space. I'm like, yo, Ryan, you got an eye for design and how something should look visually and shooting it. And I'm like, big picture stuff. Let's talk about how you can kind of just be a visual director of the streaming service in the main room and all that kind of stuff. You just kind of put it together. And Ryan's like, man, let's just take it step by step. Let's just see which one we could do. Like, let's, they don't start talking about, you know, these lights, we need to fix these lights. (laughs) (laughs) Like, bro, (laughs) these are the cameras that we need to shoot. Right. So that's going to be your blind spot, which isn't a bad thing because that allows you to be focused. I, I deal with some people that are high systems judgment and they can't get their head out the clouds. Mm-hmm. They can't stop talking about vision, but I'm like, oh, but this is what we need. These are the next two steps. And they're like, all right, cool. We're going to do these steps because it's going to lead to this big, th-. Like, no, 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 no. Come on, come on down. Come on down. Or they're worried about something. Yep. They're worried about the boogeyman that is, is, you know, a thousand miles away from them. Right. It's like, bro, right. he's not even worried about you. He's going to go kill 30 people before he gets to you. Right. Like, go that way, right? So it's basically being able to see down the line, mm-hmm. right? Long-term vision. Yep. Absolutely. I experienced that when um, when I did my first content creation boot camp, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know that. you never heard this before. So um, Exclusive. <laughs> so... Um, you know, Brandon had linked us up and everything. We did the content creation boot camp, and I was getting ready to work on a recap. I had never done a recap before. Oh wow! And so like, I'm at my cousin's house, like for hours, because Brandon was shot me a text. He's like, "Bro, make sure you get him that recap by tomorrow." Mm. Like, bet I'm at my cousin's house pacing, bro. So I'm like, I do not know how to start this video. Off. <laughs> I see. He's I don't know stressed. What he's right, right. Like. <laughs> 
Dude, stressing, man. Brandon hit me up, was like, yo, bro, you done with that recap? Let me see it. It's like, bro, no, I need about, <laughs> I'm going to need like another 10 hours on this thing, bro. And he was like, what? And he was like, he was like, no, nah, dude, just do this, this, and this. He going to love it. I was like, oh. 30 <laughs> minutes to an hour, done. Send it today, fire emojis. <laughs> and and then like throughout um throughout like me working in the industry like i i i'd run into those instances where a client will be like hey i'm not really feeling this and then it's like i would stress about the change that they wanted me to make mm -hmm. and so um that that was that became very problematic and so like i see that there mm -hmm. And so now it's like I had a recent uh, client, you know, we did a recap for him and they was like, you know, um, we we like it, but we don't love it. And so one way that I manage that piece now is like, OK, well, we can get on a Zoom call and you can walk me through mm -hmm. what you love and we can we can work it out that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I think even like with the, that's funny you say that. The biggest thing wasn't like how to do the video for you. The biggest issue was probably how to start. Mm -hmm. How do I set this up? Because I think once you if if you know how you're gonna set it up, or kind of like one if you have a vision, it makes it easier. But like, what is that? What's the first clip it's that I framework. start with? It's right, a framework for sure. Yeah. But your mind is like, okay, how do I this? There's a there's a problem in front of me. I'm gonna focus on this starting point. And once you get going, and or Brandon kind of gives you vision, okay, just bang, bang, bang. Oh, no problem. So I think this is one of the things, and I see it in, <clears throat> I see it in my assessment too. Because your practical thinking is so high, right? And, and Dave usually is helpful with helpful to me in this instance. Because your practical thinking is so high, not only are you solution oriented, but you see a bunch of different ways to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. And that causes analysis paralysis because you go, whoa, this, I can approach this 10 different ways. And your mind, you like, we got 30 hours of footage. I don't know what to start with. Because there's so many ways right? to start. So me and Dave <laughs> get on the phone. I might be talking like, yeah, this, but this, but I kind of thought about that. They'd be like, well, why don't you just start with this? And I'm like, ah, but this, and he's like, just start here. And then, because once I get going, mm -hmm. it's whatever, but like, and, and I have triple mastery which is like all three of mine are equally high so i process everything at the same time it sounds cool triple mastery but it's, uh, it's it sounds desirable bro problems, but, right right <laughs> this there's like like shout out to shout out to my sis nikki 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 has this joke she's like yo if processing was a person it would be you. Like, <laughs> like you always like in real time people are talking to you you look like you watching what's happening around I, that's just how my brain works right mm -hmm. but when your practical thinking is that high you really need to just pick something and go with it and then pivot if you need to because you'll freeze you'll get stuck trying to figure out what the entry point is so so one process so, you, you know, we talked about the space and everything, right? Mm -hmm. So I've got a process right now. It's getting faster. 
Mm-hmm. But I got a process that I use to help me to get to that big picture thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the practical thinking part, um, like you mentioned it, um, the issue is like there's a thousand, there's a thousand ways to do something, mm-hmm. but there's also a thousand reasons. And it's like, I need to know that reason for clarity. Yeah. And so now because everybody people that I work with or deal with don't always know that reason. I've got a process to help me get to that on my, like help, help them help me get to that reason. Mm -hmm. And then at that point I'm clear. A high C wants to, a high C is wired to get it done, but get it done right. The first time Mm -hmm. they don't want to make a mistake. So they ask a lot of questions and Mm -hmm. they, they, they do a lot of research and if you give a high C, um, if you let them have their way, they will take all the time in the world to get the answer. <laughs> so you literally have to give them a deadline. Yeah. It's like, I need this by this date. Yeah. And then you work, you know, you hurry up and you work to make sure that you meet your deadline because yeah. you don't want to make a mistake. Yeah. The Now, the consistency part, and I didn't see it right away, but... Um, I checked your attributes. Your attributes, your practical thinking is an 8.8. So that's your highest, right? The attribute speaks to, it's based on axiology, which is essentially how the brain processes things, in what order the brain processes and what the brain proce- uh, places value on. Mm-hmm. So when I look at your attributes, and I look at your practical thinking, your practical thinking is really high. So the higher it is, practical thinking speaks to what do we need to do right now? So when you walk into an environment or in a space, your brain immediately goes, what's the most important next action I need to take? Mm-hmm. When a situation jumps off, you go, what do we need to do right now? So your practical thinking is really high. So what happens is you see a whole bunch of ways to solve a problem. If your practical thinking was low, then you would you would only see one. You'd be fixed. You'd have mm-hmm. one mode of thought. But you see a whole bunch of. So it almost makes you feel like a scatterbrain. Or yeah. like you got <laughs> shiny, you know, you got shiny object syndrome and you're kind of all over the place. And people might say, are you overthinking? Or you got analysis paralysis, right? Mm-hmm. But that's where you see a whole bunch of options. So what happens is, uh, I always say awareness breeds choice. Like the more, there's there's the paradox of choice, which is the more options you give somebody, the more difficult it is for them to make a decision. Yeah. So you have, when you, in any situation, you see so many ways to deal with something that it makes you freeze because Mm -hmm. for you, having high practical thinking and also being a high C, Now you're like, oh, I can't make a mistake. And there's a lot of ways to do this. And I need to go and thoroughly think about each one of these ways to see which one is the best so I don't choose the wrong one. Mm -hmm. That is why you feel like you're struggling with the consistency piece because when you have all of those options, you'll jump from this thing to that thing Mm -hmm. to this thing to that thing to figure out what's the thing you actually need to do. Yeah. But it isn't that you being flaky or you being like inconsistent. Your brain is literally searching for the best option. Now, the good thing is you look at 
you look at these things like opportunities. So it isn't unpleasant. You you don't you're not moping around about it, but it is still something that affects you internally. Yeah. Because you're always your wheels are always turning. For sure. So I would imagine that you need some reassurance and some like it's it's okay, it's cool, don't worry about it. You need somebody to like almost like a words of affirmation, mm-hmm. like, hey, it's cool, like it's okay. Because you will stress yourself out thinking of all of the different things. <laughs> and one of the biggest problems that I've he- that I hear, especially with black women, once they get into my program and they start reading, they're like, Oh my God, I hired one person and it gave me back six hours a week. That six hours is what I went to go to my child's game. Now I got to go to PTA meetings. Now I got to go get my nails done, girl, because I look crazy. And that little piece of, that little glimmer of hope, once you sow that seed and you, you get a little, t- you look taste of that good life right there, you're like, yeah, I don't ever want to go back. I don't ever want to get to a place where I, I can't afford to spend time with my children. Mm. So for us, you have to give yourself permission. You have to be able to identify who you are as a person to figure out what you're not good at. And what your strengths are, which, again, I feel like the DISC assessment is exactly what that does to be able to say, this is my strength. All of these not my strength, baby. I'm, I'm not 100 on all of these. This is my strength. I need to hire everybody else for the rest of them where my weaknesses are. But first, you have to be able to say and acknowledge that this is not what it is. Here's where I'm struggling. What are the what are the processes I can put in place? Because we understand systems in life without understanding their systems. So if you, you look at it, let's, let's use uh, hair. You know what the process is if you're going to go get your hair braided. You already know what to expect. You know it's going to take you 12 hours. You know how much you're going to pay. You know there's going to be kids running around. You already know what that process is, but that is a process. So in your mind, you've made decisions based on what's going to happen, how long it's going to take, who's going to pick up my child from school because I won't be able to do it. These are all systems. They're just a system in your personal life. You have to be able to take that same mindset and that same process and apply it to the business. So that way you can get free. So that way you can spend time with your family. So that way you aren't having anxiety attack. That way your edges aren't falling out. That way you get to spend time with your spouse and your husband who's mad at the fact that he ain't seen you and you be too tired at night to be able to look at him in his eyes. All of those things root from creating systems that give you the freedom to be able to live the life that God wanted you to live. Listen, you may, you personally... I'm a I'm a 99D. I don't really have too much C. I you know I kind of just make it happen. You made me a believer in systems, and I watch you live it every single day, and it's amazing to see. I charge you, my beautiful black women, with finding something on your many 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 paged list of things you have to do, and find one thing that you don't have to do that you could delegate to somebody else. I want you to find whatever that thing is, and I want you to write out how you want it done. I I don't care if it's just washing dishes and you're delegating it to your son. This is how I want you to wash dishes. This is how I want you to load the dishwasher. This is how I want you to clean the kitchen. Because if I say go clean the kitchen and I come in here and it's still dishes sitting in in the dishwasher, they washed, but they're not put away. You know, let me explain all this process. So now that's just one task less that you have to do that has your mind and your heart and your time tied up to where now you could say, I have an extra hour in that extra hour. I don't care if it's an extra 30 minutes, do something for yourself. Even if it's just sitting quietly by yourself, because these kids be talking, they talk more than I do. God bless. (laughs) But find the one thing that you could delegate. So that way, even if those few minutes, those few moments of time that you get to taste get to taste what it feels like to have just a little bit of freedom and a little bit of peace for yourself 
And then from that, you'll get a flavor for it. Now you'll get a yearning for it. Now it's like, oh my God, I got to get that again. What else on this list can I take off? What else can I delegate? And then you'll have the strength to be able to say, I don't have to do it all myself because you don't. Black lady, I've been through that. My clients have been through it. My friends have been through it. My family have been through it. And I've watched generations of women that are living in exhaustion and then waiting to the end of their life to say, I never got to travel. I never got to take my child to Paris. I never got to do these things because I was so busy doing tasks, which most of those tasks were not tasks you should have been responsible for. No, that's right. So that would be my charge. Find one thing, just one, even if it's dishes, if it's laundry, if you're normally the one that does laundry and you got kids that know how to stand on their feet, have one of these kids going to do this laundry. <laughs> if it's, I need to hire a laundry company to come in. If it's going to cost me $100 for you to come and get this laundry, bring it back, fold it, or five hours of me doing it, assess how much money that costs. Assess how much money you make even if it's at your job. How much money am I making versus losing by me doing it? And then delegate that thing, get it off you. Be free, honey, of all the things that, that your parents and your grandma taught you, honey. Be free of that because you don't have to do those things anymore. You can hire somebody, and there is somebody out there that that's their thing. They love it. They love it. The ladies that clean my house, they turn on the uh, mariachi music. They be getting it. They be in the kitchen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, love, they absolutely love it. So they, come, they bring me gifts all the time because that is their gift. This is mine. Mm. Respect whatever your gift is and allow other people to do what is their gifting and in their grace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.